right, everybody. Welcome to week. What week are we on? 42, I think. Are we, on 42? we are on week 42. 42. 42 of it sports says, first and foremost, my name is Christine. I am your average Joe Schmo when it comes to sports knowledge. And I am here to ask all the questions that you have at home. And I am Sarah, your self-proclaimed sports expert. I am here to answer all the questions that Christine has and hopefully all of those questions that you two have at home. And obviously we normally get on here and try to educate y'all on a different sporting event. Um, just so you can know what's happening before the actual sporting event happens. But this week we really can't help ourselves. And y'all also voted on Instagram and I gave you the option and you wanted an Olympic recap. So we're giving the people what they want, Christine, just, you know, it sports this way. So, yeah, and it's kind of what we wanted to, this is exactly what we wanted to do for you guys, because the Olympics have been so fun to watch. And obviously there have been favorite moments. Yes. So let's start. I'm going to give you all of our, or my favorite moments, Chris, I prepped and I wrote down all of my favorite moments and I'm hoping you can just chime in and tell me, yes, I remember. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't see that. Tell me what happened kind of thing. Yes. Um, and I'm very excited to talk about this first one. I've literally done nothing but watch the Olympics for the last, what, how long has it been on? It feels like it's been on forever and I never wanted to end. I think it's been on like a week now, a week two and a half. Is it two, two weeks? weeks? Yeah. yeah maybe it's been Maybe it's been two weeks. No, I think it's a week and a half. Cause I remember opening ceremonies were on a Friday. So it's been like a week and a half. Cause today's Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking but of same. opening ceremonies, let's get started from the top. This isn't a sporting event, but one of my favorite moments was not just that Naomi Osaka lit the torch because I was very shocked that it was her. Like once it actually happened, I was like, oh, duh, it's Naomi Osaka. But like, I didn't guess that it was going to be her. But prior to that, do you remember the pictogram skit that they did? Um, which part of the opening ceremony was this? Because I watched the whole thing. Yes. Okay. So it's when the, um, okay. So it kind of took me a minute to figure out what the heck was going on. But basically there were two people that were dressed up in blue and they had like a little, like all, all in blue and they had like little white outfits on. And then they, uh, they, embodied all 50 disciplines or sports in the Olympics. Do you remember? I honestly had no <laughs> effing idea what was going on at the time during that opening ceremony, but I did catch on to one part of the opening ceremony where it was showing all the hard work that they had done, all the athletes had done that had to get canceled because of 2020. That is the only part that I picked up on. So this pictogram that you're <laughs> No, I did not pick up on that. And I don't even remember okay. because I was probably staring at the screen like the fuck? <laughs> basically. Okay. So each sport, each, what they call discipline in the Olympics has a, they release them back in like January and it's called a pictogram. And it's like an artist rendition of what the sport is. And of course, Japan and Tokyo had this whole thing planned out that at the opening ceremony, they were going to act out the pictograms. But at the time we thought they were just still pictograms. So out come these two people dressed in all blue and they're acting out the pictograms. And it took me a minute to figure out what the heck was going on. And then I was like, oh my, it was so creative. Do yourself a favor, go look it up on YouTube, but I will warn I'm you. Proud of, I'm proud of you for actually catching on to what was going on. I was just, at one point I was just lost. Like I didn't even really care to like figure it out. Cause I'm like, 
what is going on? Yes. Yeah. They were acting out all the pictograms and it was like, I mean, so uh, you're talking all the pictograms of the diff- 50 different sports that yes. happen at the Olympics. That swimming, really cool. marathon swimming. Um, I'm blanking basketball, three on three basketball. The only thing I will warn you about whenever you, whenever you YouTube this pictogram act out is they have this song in the background. And I swear to you, Christine, I've been like dancing to myself. Like it's so lame, but it, it is, is so it? simple. They, I want to sing it. Oh uh, Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's it. Wow. Very so creative. It's so catchy. <laughs> and it gets stuck in my head. Oh yeah. There's oh, like a little pause. Okay, hold on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Wow. My brother-in-law would be so embarrassed. He's like an actual like music director. And he would be like, <laughs> oh my God, you were so ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. We some help it, on our musical skills. Yes. It was seriously so amazing. And kudos to Japan and Tokyo for figuring out and being that artistic because my brain just literally does not work that way. So another thing at the opening ceremony that definitely stuck out to me. And I still am just like rip my heart out and break it into. So it it actually was very heartwarming, but it was just like, oh my gosh. Okay. So, you know, they passed this torch right from like athlete to athlete. I think it was, well, Mm -hmm. there was this like very, very elderly man who won something in the Olympics, however long ago, and they had him hand and they handed him the torch. And he obviously like could barely walk Christine. And he was like slowly moving towards the next person to hand off the torch. And I was like, here was the person here who was taking the torch from him. Right. Who was going to be taking the torch from him. And as he's like, slowly moving and this person doesn't like yeah i was like they would slowly start walking towards the old man um i get it they probably gave you the rules to like stand here and wait for this person but like this man was clearly struggling like he had i think his son with him to like help him up and like and they were holding the torch or whatever but like i was yelling at the screen i was like Bro, like they'll go 20, you go 80. Remember Hitch, like the 20, 80 rule with like kissing. Like I need you to make a little bit more of an effort to go and get this because he was like going so slow. I felt so bad for him, but he made it. Um, I don't remember that part. Yes. Well, you'll have to YouTube it again because I'm going to have to YouTube that. That's so cute. Yes. It was definitely very good. Okay. So moving on to the Olympic village because we have surpassed the opening opening ceremonies and the Olympic village have, has kind of been this, like we talked about it a few weeks ago, I want to say maybe like three weeks ago about mm-hmm. how the Olympic village normally has this reputation for being like, like a tin, like everyone just hooks up with each other. Yes. Thank you. Everybody just hooks up with each other. And so 
this year, obviously, because Japan really wanted to make sure that COVID was kept at bay. Um, they have like a 3000 person cafeteria with individual seats and then like partitions in between them, huge gym with all equipment that's partitioned off Masks are required at all time, unless you're sleeping or eating COVID tests daily, only one to two people per room. If you're on a team, but the big talk of the town, Christine back to our Tinder and hooking up with everybody is, oh man, I was going to make a funny joke. I was going to say, but the big talk <laughs> of the town, or should I say the village? <laughs> but, but I just got ahead of myself anyways, is the beds. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because we don't want you guys to be the village idiots. <laughs> You're on a roll. <laughs> Okay. okay. Obviously, after every time Sarah tells a joke, she thinks it's hysterical. I can't help but laugh at myself because I like I come up with these things on the fly and then I write them down and then I like you know and they're not as funny whenever you say them out loud. No, they're not. But I no, but it is funny. It is funny. You don't want to be the village idiot. You hear? (laughs) Okay. So, anyways, the beds. That's been the talk of the village. Hey, hey. So the beds are made um, almost all out of recyclable materials, which, you know, Japan has said they didn't want, they wanted to, you know, be as sustainable as possible while doing the Olympics, right? So the beds are made out of recyclable materials. And one of those materials is cardboard. So, you know, the internet went all the way off speculating that our athletes were sleeping on like cardboard box beds, like <laughs> literally like boxes. And then the story turned into not only are they sleeping on cardboard boxes, if said box beds have an overexertion of activity on them, huh? Hint, hint, you get it? I get what you're putting down. Okay. They will collapse. Yes. However, it's all false. Yes. However, it's all false. So thank goodness for the (laughs) Irish athlete who took to Twitter to debunk. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) You're the rumor rumor by jumping on his bed and his bed did not collapse. So basically it was proving, Hey, these are not cardboard boxes. Hey, I'm jumping up and down on this. They're yeah. I'm, I don't know how comfortable they are, but they're not going to collapse under. You Some know. athletes came out and said that it's comfortable, you know, that they're not like sleeping on a cardboard box. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It can sustain up to like 400 something pounds. So they were just coming out with all these stats to be like, no, that's not true. Right. I know. It's just so funny. Like who came up with that? Like who would actually think that they were putting our athletes on cardboard boxes? So just so they wouldn't hook up with each other. I know. So crazy. Well, <laughs> I know that I really liked to hype myself up and laugh at my own jokes, but the Australian swim coach for Titmus, I don't know her first name. So great. Oh my gosh. Did you see it? Yes, I saw it. It was hysterical. It went viral. So of course you did. Okay. So Titmus is from Australia. Her swim coach went totally bananas pacing up and down in the bleachers and like ripped his mask off and like grabbed the end of like the glass enclosure that he was in and was like, 
like, yeah, like you could, I, you couldn't hear what he was saying, but he was like freaking out, like he thrusting his- and he was hip thrusting against <laughs> the, the glass wall. So you could see everything that he was doing yes. from head to toe. He literally couldn't even control himself. He was just like, yeah. And he was so excited. I wish I would have heard him. They, I didn't get the actual audio of him screaming. I just saw him, but that's literally all that you need to hear, but a little backstory. So Titmus again, it was his coach who freaked out was swimming in the 400 meter freestyle against Katie Ledecky and other swimmers, but those two were the favorites, but Katie Ledecky was the favorite to win. And then Titmus came back and beat Katie Ledecky. And so said coach was losing his freaking mind. And I really need a cheerleader like that in my life. Like everybody needs a coach like that in their life. I mean, I seriously am just like, can I have somebody that's like that behind me? Like, do you think Travis would be that excited for me? Probably not. You do? No, yes. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I've seen some of these families cheering on their oh, like- their loved ones in the family. <laughs> and that are that are performing in the Olympics and some of them are like this and then some of them are just going nuts. Yes. And I just know that if one of if you or I or Mary or Martin our other two siblings were in the Olympics, our family would be the ones that were going absolutely ballistic. While we're on swimming, Bobby Fink in the 800 meter freestyle. So he's the American. He was swimming the 800 meter freestyle. Did you watch it? Mm-mm. Okay. So an eight, the 800 meter freestyle is 16 lengths of the pool, right? So each length of the pool is 50 meters. Okay. Bobby Fink flip turned into his last 50 meter. Okay. It was last so lap. His last length. Yep. So he's going, he's flip turning from his 15th length into his 16th. Okay. Yeah. He is not even in the top three. He's literally, I watched it again just to make sure I wasn't telling you guys a fib. He's like (laughs) maybe in fifth or sixth. Like what? Maybe in fifth or sixth. Okay. Okay. What happens? They're not even talking about him. The announcers aren't out of freaking nowhere. He hit the freaking boosters and the last (laughs) 25 meters, he, comes up from behind and gets in freaking first place, Christine. Bobby! I literally, like I said, I was just watching it again. And I still was like, when I watched it, it like live, I was jumping up and down on my couch. I was so excited. It was seriously phenomenal to watch. And I don't even know what his last split is. So his split, like each length of the pool, you'll have a time. So each 50 meters, you'll have a time that's called a split, right? So whatever his last split was had to have been like, absolutely insane compared to the rest of the athletes who were swimming in the rest of his other lengths, because that's I mean, insane. You know, he was just holding on to that energy the entire time. I don't even know. How, how do you do even it. do that? Okay. So that Bobby means. Fink, Bobby Fink wins gold, but another gold, or should I say two golds that was given out? Christine was at the high jump. So this two story, golds. okay. This is one of my favorite stories ever. And you have to, again, YouTube it because it's amazing. All right. Yeah. I don't know this one either. Okay. 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 So Italy and Qatar are in the, there's not even really a final at the high jump. Basically what they do is they just keep raising the bar. And if you can jump over it, you advance to the next round. Right. right? So they raise the bar, raise the bar, raise the bar, whatever. Italy and Qatar are the only two that get over this one height. And then the next one that they move it to the two of them try and jump over, they both fail. So 
the judge comes up to them and says like, basically you guys can have a jump off and Qatar looks at the judge and says, or can we both win gold? And the judge like says it's possible is what he says is it's possible, but Qatar and Italy like jump straddle each other and are like already celebrating that there's like no way for the judge to be like, um, no, you need to do a jump off. Yeah. Like, no, both of you can't win. It's just like, it's possible. And so they were like, happened before i'm sure it hasn't i didn't even look that up i was just thinking the exact same thing so both qatar and italy got gold medals and they were holding hands awesome i know it seriously was amazing the fact that i know and the fact that they both were like okay with it it. i know that's awesome so stinking cute it is seriously now they can both say that they have a gold medal under their belt Yes. Yes. I know exactly. Well, somebody who's not, or a team that's not going to be winning the gold. It's kind of sad is the U S women's soccer team. They lost to Canada. So they're mm-hmm. going to be playing for silver. I'm not sure when hopefully, but we can still be very proud of silver because that's still amazing. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I'm and just the U S women's team is way better than the U S men's team. Just saying. Oh, duh. But <laughs> okay. So Me- Megan Rapino. <laughs> they get these athletes like right after they lose and right. Like they're heated. Nobody and- wants to talk about it. Oh, no, I wouldn't want to talk about it. And like give me some time. And she's obviously a professional athlete for a reason. And I am not for a reason, but like she basically said that she couldn't believe that they lost and that they had never lost to Canada. And like how she said it, I was just like, zing. Burn. Zing, zing. The Canadians. Yeah. Zing to the Canadians. Like can't believe we lost. And we also can't believe that we lost to Canada. Cause that's never happened before. And like, she said it and it was like, so PC how she said it. And it was like no big thing, but I was like, I know what you're really thinking because I can just like feel her energy. These women are so competitive. And as much as everybody wants to make it like, Oh, we all love each other. And like, yeah, nobody likes to lose. Nobody likes to lose. Everybody wanted to win gold. That's why they were there. And so, well, and in her defense, I guarantee you, she probably wasn't expecting to lose to Canada. No. If, she, if they played them before and they won, it's right. like, okay, you know, they were expecting to do better than they did. And it's always the worst feeling whenever you go into a game and play a lot worse and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, right. like right. sometimes you have on days, sometimes you have off days and it's just, I mean, it came down to penalty kicks. It came down to freaking penalty kicks, which is not even, I know it's so ridiculous. So anyways, hopefully the U S women's team wins silver. I am very confident they will. And I hate that they lost to Canada, but they will. Um, somebody, huh? I said, hi, ho, (laughs) Silva. Somebody who's not going for silver, these transitions, I'm killing it today. China. So China and synchronized diving, Christine, did you watch them off the bounce? Good. Yes. It it looks like off the bouncy board. (laughs) Well, they weren't off. I didn't watch them (laughs) off of the like platform, you know, like the really high, like still platform. I only watched them off the bouncy board, which I think is even more difficult to stay right than just the flat platform. Yeah. And they're so in sync. It's wild. 
I literally am like, are they the same human? Like you watch them and it's like, I mean, they even, they walk up the same. They like are, they jump the same. They walk the same up there. They, they have the same up. splash. Oh my, which is none. There's zero no, splash. I should say literally zero splash when they enter, they had like 9.5s and like everybody else was averaging like 7.5s and eight. So like they totally blew the rest of the competition out of the water as they should and brought home gold. So side note, I was watching, I don't remember who it was, but it was an Olympic athlete for, for the USA. And it was a female and she does the synchronized diving and she took her phone up to the platform to that, show you know, how tall it was to show you like what it looks like from her standpoint, when she dives from the tall, you know, the one that doesn't bounce. It's just the, the flat platform, yes, the and tall it's platform. So high. Yes. Okay. So last night, again, we record on Tuesday. So this was Monday night, the men's 400 hurdles, Rye Benjamin faced off, um, in the final, the 400 meter hurdle final against seven other men, but mainly against Norway's Karsten Warholm, who, um, holds the world record for the 400 meter hurdles. And it was so close. And Christine, I know I try not to like, I do this to myself though, because they introduce different athletes and I like (laughs) come up with reasons to like really hate everybody else, (laughs) except for like the one that I'm cheering for. So like, I mean, like how, but what are you talking about? What do you come up with stories in your head? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So they introduced this Karsten guy. Right. And I'm like, Sarah sportsmanship, like Sarah stuff, like every, everybody, you know, they have all these like commercials (laughs) about people hugging and I'm like, God, I need to change my ways. But like they, this (laughs) Karsten guy comes out. Right. And He's just You're like, F you Carson, you already have a gold. No, he had the world record. And so he would already have a gold, right? I guess he won the world championships. He had not won the Olympics. Yet. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So he had the world record from the world championships. So they introduce, um, Rye Benjamin, who's the American and he comes out and he's literally just like, thank you. Thank you. Like, so nice. Like, Oh, love you, Rye. And then <laughs> out comes Karsten, and he's like, go, yeah, what? Yes, like they introduce them individually, and he like they say that his nickname is the Terminator, and I'm just like, ew, Ew. gag me, like, right, and I'm just like, I don't (laughs) like you at all. So at that point, moving forward, I really wanted him to lose. You were really cheering hard against Carson. I was really cheering hard against. I can already see it. I can already see you standing this close to your TV screaming obscenities at Carson. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I mean, I so didn't was, want him to like fall, but I did want him just like to be tripped up a break little. Break a leg. No, really. <laughs> no, I didn't want him to break a leg. <laughs> Anyways, the what ended up happening is he won. He broke his world record. Um and Rye got silver. So Carson won gold, Rye won silver. Carson beat his old world record, but the crazy oh, thing is is so, so did close. Rye. So did Rye. So they both oh, really? run ran so fast that they beat Carson's old world record. Both of them did, but obviously since Carson ran faster, he now holds the world record. So, yeah. Do you know how much they beat it by? I don't know. Whenever you're talking 400 meters, it's like, you know, milliseconds. milliseconds. It's crazy. Yeah. So, well, 
still still a winner in our book rye yes absolutely speaking of still winners simone biles winning bronze on the beam after pulling out of the team event and a few individual events citing that she had the twisties did you read about this or listen to it i actually watched the entire event unfold and i got to see like i don't really know what she means by the twisties Basically, she just meant that like, she doesn't know her feet from her head when she's, when she's flipping. That makes total sense because she was messing everything up. Right. And it's so not like Simone. You could tell it was a mental game at that point. Her floor routine, she stepped out of bounds twice. Um, her vault, she definitely lost where she was in the air. You could um, tell I, they slowed it down and you could tell her eyes are like r- almost yeah. rolling in the back of her head. It was terrifying looking. So yeah, she, she wasn't in it. And I think that she made the right decision for herself. Yes. And she I agree. The team to pull through, you know, yes, I agree. So she won bronze. Good for her. Just listening and hearing about what the twisties is makes me feel nauseous, but the bronze medal that Simone Biles won in the beam adds to the 73 total medal count that the U S has, which is the total or the highest total medal count, but we only have 24 gold and China has 32. It's not over until it's over China. Yeah, that is very true. But the ROC, which is the Russian Olympic committee is in third with 52 and 13 gold. And I think there's been a lot of question about the ROC, Christine, because it's just like, Mm -hmm. why are they not Russia? Right. Right. So So, yeah, kind of, so I know something, there was something about, um, certain athletes were caught doping. Yes. Yeah. But they were cheating. Yes. Okay. So Russia was caught doping, not just as like individuals, right? Like if one individual is caught doping, like they're just kicked out and like the country, like, um, Shikari Richardson, she wasn't caught doping, but she was caught, you know, she had marijuana in her system. And so she wasn't able to compete, but America, USA didn't have to take any sort of um, penalty because of that, because it was just one individual person. Well, it has been proven that not only were individuals doing individual things like doping in Russia, but Russia had like basically team sponsored doping events and doctors like, and Russia, the doctors were at these like team sponsored events. And Russia was like, not just well aware of it, but it's almost like they were like encouraging it. So I'm sorry, but how (laughs) in the hell do you think that you're going to get away with that? Yeah. Because they thought that they were better than the system. There's like this whole documentary on Netflix about doping. It's pretty crazy. You'll have to watch it. It's about this cyclist and he gets in contact with one of the, um, Russian doctors. And he basically says like, yeah, they think it's just not going to come up on a blood test. They they're like, we can, we've done it for years. We can continue doing it. It's crazy. So you have to watch it. I don't know the exact, I don't know the title of the documentary, but I remember watching it and being like mouth agape the entire time. It was so I'll have good. To, I'll have to Google it. Yes. Yeah, so because they were blatantly cheating and Russia knew their athletes who were caught doping were obviously banned, but the ones who were not can compete under the guise of Russia without actually being able to represent their country. So it's like a ceremonial slap on the wrist to Russia saying like, so like the announcers can't even say Russia, right? Like they're not even allowed to be like, Oh, they're competing for Russia. It has to be the Russian Olympic committee, the Russian Olympic committee, which you'll see rock ROC ROC. They'll say ROC or Russian Olympic committee on the TV, but it's like everybody it's still Russia. 
I can't believe they were having <laughs> doping parties. I don't know if there That's were actual insane. doping. I'm sure, like, I'm sure there was something like similar to that. And that's not actually proven, but it was proven that Russia knew about it. So I can only imagine that they were like, yeah, everybody yeah, definitely, sure definitely being encouraged. So, all right. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of It Sports Is. You guys are awesome. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our podcast. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. See ya.